0: 1978 was the year everything fell apart. Synanon's legal department swelled with lawyers. They sought to annihilate Synanon's critics in the media by inundating them with lawsuits. The beatings of splittees and opponents increased, too.
1: Synanon tried to open up an embassy in D.C., ostensibly to promote their charitable arm, and found they could no longer muscle people out and push them around as effectively as they had in the old days. The building they moved into had tenants. When Synanon beat some of those tenants up, They sued Synanon and won. On October
0: 9th, 1978, Paul Morantz found himself in a hurry. And as he rushed into his house to grab something, he noticed a strange shape in his mailbox. While the medics loaded Morantz into the ambulance, one of the attendants asked him, where was the snake? Paul
1: said it was in his mailbox and that Synanon had placed it there. Chuck may not have ordered that hit, but Synanon did. And Chuck was Synanon, just as Synanon was Chuck. The lawsuits piled up and Synanon, for the first time in well over a decade,
0: began to lose profitability. And so Synanon continued to shrink, selling properties, hemorrhaging businesses, losing members. Diedrich ensconced himself at the Badger home base, drinking and losing his mind. Synanon's story doesn't end in 1978 or 1982 or 1993. Synanon lives today under different names, under different men, and facilities all throughout America. The Synanon model, notorious for its failures when it came to children, became the way to straighten out troubled youth. True to Chuck's vision, it is a billion dollar industry. The behavioral modification industry, the troubled teen industry, juvenile delinquent programs, whatever you want to call them, almost every single one of the thousands that exist has lifted its program from Synanon.
1: It's a grim industry. These programs got heavy promotion from daytime talk shows in the 80s and 90s. The schools are often in remote areas, such as the Utah or Oregon Wilderness, often employing very young college students in charge of what are purportedly unstable children. The kids will often face hunger, injury, lack of medical care, or treatment for mental illness. And for most kids, these camps are just the first stop. What
0: started as a six-week boot camp quickly turns into an eight-month then a 12-month, then an 18-month, and soon a three-year placement boarding school. The true length of the typical stay isn't advertised for a reason. It's much easier to persuade a parent to send their kid away for a couple weeks than to suggest that what their child needs is to be separated from their family and their friends for several years.
1: Provo Canyon is, bar none, the most notorious facility for teenagers in the United States. It's well-known now, after the recent documentary on Paris Hilton, which featured Provo Canyon, as well as a sea facility.
0: Provo really is a nightmare. I've spoken to multiple people who attended the program. One said she saw the outdoors only three times in two
1: years. In the troubled teen industry, if a facility gets shut down, it might reopen the next day in the same building, with the same staff, the same children, the same program, just under a different name. The troubled teen industry has a similar
0: view on credentials as Sinanon did. That is, credentials were an unnecessary roadblock required by ignorant regulators and only served to get in the way. It's an industry that is constantly at the frontier of creating new psychological tortures to inflict on children who have no recourse, no appeal, no lawyer, no way to seek help. These methods are used over and over in behavioral modification programs for teens, overseen by unlicensed adults with no training who are making millions of dollars. It's estimated that around 50,000 American teenagers go through these programs every year. This is an industry that operates with virtual impunity.
1: There have been attempts at the federal level to regulate behavioral modification programs and the troubled teen industry, but almost all have died on the vine, facing stiff opposition from GOP lawmakers with ties to the industry.
0: They all purport to have high standards, but absolutely no requirement for the schools to actually meet those standards zero enforcement mechanisms, and no way to discipline any offenders. They put out journals and commissioned studies in order to make the schools look good. One kid killed himself six days into his program. The school waited four hours to notify the family about the suicide. When the owner of the program finally called the parents, according to the father, the owner said, there was nothing we could do.
1: The Game is produced
0: by TrueAnon. To hear the rest of the episode, subscribe at patreon.com slash trueanonpod.